Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. So we've closed the book on the 2010s. Goodbye. A new decade is upon us. 2020. And there's no better time for self-reflection. To decide how we can become better, more well-rounded human beings. But for Dan, it's an impossible task. I mean, what do you improve upon? Perfection? Certainly not his silky smooth jumper. Uh-oh, jumper. Ah! Nor his incredible interviewing skills. Dan Patrick does it perfect. I guess he could be a little better about acknowledging how wonderful he truly is. I got a Marconi over there for radio host of the year, and I got some Emmys around here. But I don't want to talk about me. (laughs) But ultimately, 2020 will again be the year of the Dan Patrick Show. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. How many days can you say Happy New Year? Or is it the end of the week and then we're done? This is the Dan Patrick Show. Hour number three here on the Dan Patrick Show. Happy New Year, everybody. I am Jason McIntyre, and he is Rob Parker. We are in for Dan Patrick and company. It is a happy new year for me, Rob Parker. I hope it's been happy for you. I I love the new year. Fresh start. Everybody is friendly on social media. Everybody's in a good mood. Come on, man. I'm all good with it. A lot of sports fans out there probably got lucky on New Year's Eve, went out. You know, what are you talking about? This is a family show. It's morning. Morning time all over the U.S. Be careful now. Here's a fun story, Rob. So uh, last week I went to the grocery store with my uh, daughter. Yes. How old is she? Uh, Seven. Okay. And, um, you know, I run into this guy who I know. um, I play basketball with him. He has a kid in my daughter's class. And he says, hey, I heard you on the Dan Patrick show today. I was like, oh, wow, you know, because uh, you, don't, you don't know who's listening. Right. right. We're being listened to at what? Probably all 50 states. And you never have any idea who's listening. And he was like, yeah, it was good. Who was the guy with you? And I said it was uh, Rob Parker. Uh-oh, he's about to rip me. Go and ahead. I was like, man, he is. He's angry at a lot of people. Really? And I was like, is that the vibe you got? And he's like, oh, yeah, he was pretty worked up. And I was like, well, you know, I kind of do a good job of putting Rob in that position to get all fired up. To get all worked up. Yeah. I mean, I don't do do. it like Chris Broussard does. No. Chris and I. He knows every button to push. You know that. And he pushes them. Matter of fact, Chris will be back tonight. Uh, He had a couple days off for the holiday. So tonight, The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio, 7 to 10 p.m. Oh, my gosh. You're doing morning. You taking a nap after this? No, I got. AM 570. I'm doing a, a three radio show. shows today. Yeah, I thought I had it tough. I got to man home. I'm a grinder. What did I tell you? Yeah, I got to do a quick shower, uh, put on a nice outfit, and go to Fox. And we're doing our NFL picks video and okay. a Facebook thing with Cowherd too. Like we are working hard. When are we getting a break? It's the holiday. It's yeah. all right. I don't no need good. a break. Neither um, do I. You know who looks like they're ready to get back into the working, uh, the working world, and that's uh, Urban Meyer. Big report this morning. From Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports, that there is interest strong from the Browns. 
to Urban Meyer. You're not shocked by that, that the Browns would be interested in well, him. I think it's a brilliant move for the Browns to be interested in Urban Meyer. Um, it will certainly uh, expedite the process that Jerry Jones has with Jason Garrett. But I don't know, to me, Urban Meyer, Mr. Ohio? I mean, this is a guy who led Ohio State to greatness, one of the greatest college football coaches in the history of the sport with three rings. Uh, He's won everywhere he's gone. He is a leader of men on the football field. And if the Browns land Urban Meyer, I think that is one of the biggest hires in the NFL in recent memory. I mean, this is a home. This crushes the John Gruden to the Raiders stuff. Okay? I know we do have some Raiders fans here, so I have to be careful. Um, And don't forget, John Gruden uh, did win a Super Bowl. Okay. I'm just saying. Come on. Don't get me started on Gruden as an overrated fraud. Um, enjoy Las Vegas, by the way, John. Uh, but Urban Meyer to the Browns. First, let's start here. Do you believe there's any chance of that happening? Uh, a small chance, but I don't. I'm not so convinced. Uh, only because I'm not sure that he wants. Does he want to go into the NFL? Uh, does he want to work for the Browns and the Haslam family, right? Which has gone done nothing but go through coaches and general managers, right? Yeah. Since they bought the team. So I'm looking at that, and I'm not so sure. I'm 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 not so sure how. And then I'm not sure. To, is he a is he a Baker Mayfield guy? Does he like Baker Mayfield? Did Baker Mayfield take a big step backwards uh, in year two in the NFL? Absolutely, massive step backwards. All right. Well, I mean, but again, like you know, part of the fix the Browns process is you got to have a quarterback to push him. Baker Mayfield is now thinks that he's the man. He has like a good seven game run last season. Oh, I'm the starter. I'm in 50 commercials on TV. Right, no. I'm the man. He got, he got. And now he's getting into dust ups with um, Cincinnati Bengals fans. By the way, we haven't even talked about that video. Did you see it? I did not see the it's video. Meatball in the stands at the Bengals is recording Urban. Uh, is recording Baker Mayfield, who's getting warmed up in the tunnel with his teammates, and this guy yells, "You're gonna lose to the one in 14 Bengals!" And some other guy behind him goes, "You're like." They basically compared Baker to Johnny Manziel. And Baker Mayfield shouts back, why don't you come down here and say that to my face? Why? And then Baker why, why would he say says some kind of be- some F-bomb or something. Um, and it was like, dude, this stuff never happens to Russell Wilson. No. Never happens to Lamar Jackson. You just act like you don't hear it. Yeah. That's you, all. You've got to avoid conflict. Baker has not done a good job You've got to ignore it. And the same thing. That's why this year where he said I'm not changing I am who I am and I'm gonna be who I am uh, sometimes when you're sometimes when you're the face of a franchise and you're leading other men you have to bite your tongue you have to do what's best for the organization and not be so uh you know triggered every time somebody says something everybody's not gonna like mm-hmm. you Jason everybody's not gonna be on your bandwagon it's okay well in my bandwagon yes Baker Mayfields no I mean but 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 change is an interesting comment so um, Baker said he doesn't want to change. Dude, you're 25. You're in the NFL. You're a grown-up. You've got to change. Right, Rob? You're different than you were at 25. Hell, you're different than you were two years ago before you got an odd couple. No doubt you about it. You have to change and mature. Growth in life is so important, and you can't be the same guy that you were uh, as a rookie or a college kid. Like, you've got to grow up. You don't have to sell yourself out. But there's a different responsibility with com- with coming with, you know what I mean, situations or a job that you may have. Yeah. So that that's the difference. And I wanted to, to talk about change a little bit and growth because, um, you know, I have this theory that, you know, it's not really a theory, but 
we don't always see growth, okay? Growth, you know, think of a fruit that's growing on a tree. You don't look at it one day, then come at the, look at that the next day, and there's no big difference in the fruit growing on the tree. The right. growth is gradual. It, you don't really see it. It just happens over time. And Jason Garrett has been the coach of the Cowboys for nine years now. Have you nine seen, plus. Have you seen growth from Jason Garrett? Uh, no. I, I really well, – that's a bad thing. Well, it is, a I, bad, it is a bad thing, but I think Jason Garrett for all these years and the reason that he stuck around is that he was basically the front man for Jerry Jones who really wanted to coach the team. And Jason took that role and embraced it, never pushed back. Do you know what I mean? Let Jerry do his thing, and that's why he got to stick around. No other coach in pro sports, I'm talking about the four major sports in this country, have lasted as long as he has and not won a championship. Well, Nobody wait, gets, Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. No, no, no. I said currently. Currently. Oh, currently. Who, okay. like, who, has, who has like 10 years. You know what I mean? Currently. I never won a championship. I never won a championship. You don't, get, you don't get to stick around that long. And you're right. The Marvin Lewis, he stuck around in Cincinnati forever. I think he was like 0-7 in the Bengals. In the playoffs, the Bengals just Which is crazy. Right. At, right. At some point. So all I'm saying is in that case uh, – the Jason Garrett thing, I don't get it. I don't understand. He, he missed the playoffs seven out of the ten years, right? Seven out of ten, you missed the playoffs. How many guys in the NFL get to stick around that long? Like not zero. Many, not like many. zero. I mean, geez, we, we see an NFL move on from quarterbacks. I mean, Marcus Mariota, he won one playoff game. He got dusted. He's out. Uh, Andy Dalton, again, made multiple playoff games, never won one. He'd see ya. But, you know, trying out new quarterbacks. Like, everybody gets a chance. Like, can you make an argument at all, Rob, that there's a case to bring back Jason Garrett? Because he's got his third meeting today with Jerry Jones. You've worked together for nine years, right. for nine plus. You knew late in the season it all came down to that Eagles game. Which and they when lost. they lost the game, basically that was going to be that was it. it. There's so no that way was you like, could bring him back. That was like 10 days ago, maybe longer. What do we need three meetings for? Is your theory that they're – Trying to keep him in some capacity? I, I believe that. Otherwise, Jason, it doesn't make any sense. And you could say, well, his contract's not officially up until January 14th. You're still not coming back. You're still not going to be the coach of the Cowboys. So you could dress it up any way you want. Have you been fired? Yes. Right? You're not coming back in the same position. I believe that they're looking for a What if they away. can't get a better name? What if Lincoln Riley I, I says no? What if Urban I, Meyer I says no? I what if Matt Rule says no? I don't believe that. I think that'll be a hard sell, even people in that building, that he would be back as coach after they okay. lost to the depleted Eagles and didn't even get a touchdown in that game. What, what do you mean hard sell to the building? Fans are going to show up. No, I'm just, I'm just saying people will not be happy about that. And I think Who Jerry, cares? Well, I think Jerry does care. Otherwise, he would have announced already he's coming back. Otherwise, what would be the what what would be the holdup? Well, I, so, that, so that's why I'm just telling you, if Jerry really said, "I don't care what anybody thinks, I don't care what the the uh, Cowboy fans think," then he could have easily announced even after they lost that Jason is going to get a new contract and he'll be back. That he didn't do that because even Jerry knows he can't bring this back. He cannot bring this back to the Cowboy fans and expect people to buy into Jerry Jones. So third meeting season's been over for what about four or five days now. Like, what if Jerry is putting out feelers to see who his next coach is? Because, listen, the grass ain't always greener, Rob. You know that. If he can't get a big name, 
Urban, maybe he's negotiating with Urban Meyer. Maybe he's talking to Lincoln Riley. But I'm telling you right now, like, who are you going to get that you trust more than a guy who's been in the building nine years, taking you to the playoffs three seasons? I think they won one or two playoff games. Is it one? Under Garrett, one or two? No, I think two. Two. Yeah, they beat your Lions. Um, and, then, and, then and, then the they won, and they beat the Seahawks. So, right. You know, and they're not my lions, please. Yeah, well, well are you certain? <laughs> are you certain you're going to get a guy better than Jason Garrett? Uh, yes. I could probably cover my eyes and throw a stone out into uh, uh, the New York metropolitan area and hit somebody who could do what Jason Garrett's done. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's I'm, I'm hard. sorry. I'm just I, – I don't have – you tell me what Garrett does. Well, how about that? What, what does what, he do? What if I told you um, – I'm just not buying the Jason, Jason Garrett. Garrett turned a fourth-round draft pick, I think third or fourth, Dak Prescott, into a $30 million quarterback. Okay. Who, just, who gets credit for that? Jason Garrett should get some, right? Do you, he have, took a, have you seen – have you seen – uh, Dak Prescott against some of the better teams and the better defenses. Uh, listen, it's I'm night not and day. A huge Dak guy. It's night and day. He's getting paid. He's done. He's done some good stuff. He's getting paid because that's just the, the market that's out there for quarterbacks. It's not based on just totally numbers or beating anybody. All right, let me so ask I'm not you buying one. that. They didn't even make the playoffs this year. They started out three and zero and four and one and didn't make the playoffs. Let me ask you this: If you're Jason Garrett and Jerry says, "Jason, I love you like a son. I want you to stay in the building." I want you to be in a some some garbage VP title. Do you think Jason Garrett's staying in? The yes, I believe that his relationship with Jerry. I don't see him getting another head coaching job. You think uh, the Giants are going to introduce Jason Garrett as their head coach? <laughs> what team could introduce Jason Garrett, who missed the playoffs seven out of ten times with a straight face, could bring Jason Garrett to a podium? And say, here's a new coach to, to the franchise. Name, name a team. So, Not even the Browns could do that. <laughs> so what is Jerry doing? Third meeting since the season. What the hell is he doing dragging his feet? He's massaging the whole idea of uh, uh, trying to comfort the landing spot and just keep telling Jason, I want to find a place for you. You can help this organization, just not as the head coach, but I need you. I need you. He's trying to convince Jason Garrett to take a job in the front office. And to make I, I, him look good, no you know why? Because because Jay, because also it make Jerry look good that Jerry didn't fail, that Jerry didn't pick what the wrong guy. Didn't fail. Jerry's that, failed for two but, decades. But, it, but in his mind, he didn't fire Jason Garrett. He promoted him to the front office. I'm just telling you. That's if he tries to pull that, nobody's fallen for that. Now I will say this: Jason Garrett is a, by all accounts, a nice human being. He's a good individual. You know, you know Goldie, our guy at Fox Sports. Yes, uh, he was. I hope I'm not speaking out of pocket here. He was at the beach, and Jason Garrett and his wife were, like, you know, walking. And Goldie and his buddies said, hey, it's Jason Garrett. And Jason Garrett, like, came up and hung out with them. You've heard this story, right? Hung out with them for, like, the night and, like, playing dominoes or whatever they were doing, playing cards. And Jason Garrett's, like, the nicest guy. He goes out at the center of Cowboy Stadium after games with his family. Like, he's a good guy. I'm not trying to shovel dirt on the guy. But but it's not about being a good guy. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, no, it, you can't. That's not what we're talking this, about. We're talking about the job that he's done as a yeah, cowboy. good guy. Uh, right. not, but maybe that's why Jerry's having second thoughts. And I, this but but the, good good guy, the, good, the good guy stuff, That whenever I hear that, I'm just not buying into that. Whenever we're talking about Jason Garrett, we're talking about the job he's done as football coach. Not about whether he's a good husband, a father, 
or, so or nothing neighbor. Matters. Nothing matters. No, that's stuff, no that, 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 that stuff nothing does, matters at all. No, he has to matter a little bit. But that doesn't matter enough for him to keep his job when he hasn't got the job. I think done. it makes it much easier, Rob, to fire somebody. If you go to dinner with somebody and they treat the waiter like crap, you know it's only a matter of time until they treat you like crap. Those people are easy to fire. A guy like Jason Garrett, a family man, nice human being, it makes it difficult to fire those guys. Agree or disagree? I, I disagree. Oh, I, my I, I just think you got to fire people based on on the merit of the job that they did. There are a lot of nice people in sports. There are a lot. And some of them are bad at their jobs. Those people need to be uh, fired. It's just that simple. Shockingly, I disagree. Coming right. up next year on the Dan Patrick Show, which NFL quarterback is under the most pressure heading into the NFL playoffs? I have my list. Rob's list, as usual, is crazy. We'll have the answers next. I'm Jason McIntyre. He's Rob Parker. We're in for Dan Patrick. Happy holidays from your friends at Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Becca from the Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Parole. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday. Hi, it's Barbara Patsy wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah, and we're wishing you a happy holiday. Hey, everyone. It's Tina Shea from Shenanigans. Just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, guys, it's Nas and Nadia from Ladies, Ladies Like, like us. us. We want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show. We could not do it without you. Happy holidays. Hey, it's Heather and Carrie Dubrow. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Chuck, I know you love being Santa. No, I am Santa. Yeah. All day, every day. Happy, happy holidays. holidays. From adulting like a mother father. Hey, everyone. It's Kayla Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast wishing you a very happy holiday season and thank you for all of your support this year. Tis the season of giving. And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now. So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmance every week for free. Give us your ears. And they'll give you awesome deals. And we will give you more of the content you love. Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and every that they do so we can have this free podcast you guys every week so thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors we love you and we really love all your products so thank you hey everybody steve austin here and i want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year and that's the bottom line back here on the dan patrick show it's definitely a gangster party when myself and Rob Parker chop it up. I'm oh, Jason yeah. McIntyre. He is Rob Parker. NFL Wild Card Weekend is this weekend. Very fired up. Boy, you know, Rob, I, I did say I don't like to go on social media during the show. Rob is very on his phone. He is just all up on his what? phone. What? I like to keep are you on the gram? Are you, are you talking to chicks on the gram? No, i got to feed the gram. I, you know, yeah, with, you I, with, do love the gram. With information and knowledge. Yeah. That's what I'm... Yeah, all these honeys. I'm, I'm engaged. Honeys all up in your DMs. I'm, no, no. Rob, no. I'll go to Antarctica with you next time. <laughs> you need a companion in Russia. To keep me warm, right? Keep me warm. A couple warm. rooskies out there. Um, and I, I guess my take that the Browns job is more attractive then the Cowboys is like in the Dallas Cowboy world now, and all these jabronis are coming after me and like, oh, you, you're and saying all this stuff. I'm like, this is why I don't go on social media. So I'm, I'm killing them with the kindness. This is what Will Blackman tells me. Just kill them with the kindness. I say I'd rather just ignore. So I'm saying Happy New Year to everybody. That's it. That's my thing. Be nice once in a while. 
Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way in the all-new GT four-door coupe. Because life is a race, visit your local dealership for a test drive today. And if you missed any of the Dan Patrick Show's celebrity interviews this week from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, just go to the Dan Patrick app where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave. Mercedes AMG driving performance. All right, Rob, uh, we've got 35 minutes left in the show. Uh, this topic we're probably going to disagree a lot on. Which quarterback in the NFL playoffs is under the most pressure? I want your definition of pressure. What is pressure? I mean, pressure to, like, he needs to succeed, he has to win, and I think it's Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. The year that he had, the impact that he had, the the idea that he's now uh, changed the league, uh, these old-time executives now have to take a look at guys like him because of what he's been able to do and where the Ravens are now. If he loses in the playoffs... All of the naysayers who say you can't win a Super Bowl with a running quarterback will be able to say, see, we told you. Like, I think that people believe, like, his season's been so off the charts, he has to win the Super Bowl okay, wait, wait, to wait, change wait. people's minds. So I think there's a pressure that's involved. And we saw it last year. He ran all over the uh, the last year, the L.A. Chargers, right, near the end of the season in a regular season game. They stopped him in the first half of the playoff game, and fans were crying that they wanted uh, the uh, Ravens to, to take them out of the game and to go back to Joe Flacco because they were down and you can't run. You need somebody who can throw when you get behind. You get behind two scores. The running game changes all of a sudden, right? So, so okay, I think I, we need to back up. No, so I think there's pressure on him is, to win. So you would say the most pressure on Lamar Jackson. But you said something. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, you made the leap from a playoff game to Super Bowl. But you're going to say the same thing for Tom Brady. He's got to win the Super Bowl. No, no, no. Now you're going to say the same thing for Tom Brady doesn't have to win the Super Carson Bowl. Carson Wentz, he's got to win the Super Bowl. No, no, no. I don't, I, don't, I don't. None of those guys. So if Tom Brady wins one game and then loses, it's a failure? No, I'm but, just but, trying to but, set up for no, where Rob Parker's going to go but, three weeks but from But people will accept it and expect it. A lot of people don't have the Patriots getting to the AFC Championship game or even winning it. So, well, they've so, never gotten to the Super Bowl right. unless they were a one or two seed. But this is my only thing is if, if they lose to the Titans. That would be bad. That would be the bad one. If they lose in the second round, right? Uh, at the Chiefs, they will they will be almost certainly they will be an underdog. Exactly. If they lose that game, people will go. Well, we didn't expect them. Tom Brady's forty two. The team wasn't that good. They lost to a lot of lost to most of the good teams when they did play. They would be acceptable. Carson Wentz yeah. has a lot of injuries, so nobody would buy into that. If he won the, yeah. went to the Super Bowl, it would be unbelievable when, when and, you consider how beaten down and okay. battered. I disagree with Lamar Jackson. All he's right, a second-year quarterback. Nope. He, he has, the, like, 25 NFL starts. You expect him to win the Super Bowl with, in the second year? With what he did this year. He had a great season. Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl in his second year after. Never got back there. No, but he got there in his second year. How Lamar many quarterbacks Jackson, have gotten to the Super Bowl in their second I'm year? I'm telling you, of a legendary quarterbacks, Dan Marino did it. And my point is, it can be done. It can and, be. And if he doesn't, if he gets knocked out in, the first, in their first playoff game, and they don't get there, and they fall behind, and he can't run, and he has to stand in the pocket and throw, and he can't get it done, people will say, see, 
that's why you can't use a running quarterback because you can't win. I'm I would just, put Lamar I'm telling you in about a group the narrative. I'm not guys. saying it's a fact. Uh, of four guys, the most pressure. I would say it's a, it, it's a toss-up. Lamar Jackson's one. Jimmy Garoppolo is another. He is a massively high-paid quarterback, has never been to the playoffs, they're, never they're won a, a playoff game. They had a schedule, that team. So are the Ravens. Nobody had the Ravens going to the Super Bowl in the preseason. Come on. Kirk Cousins. It is a big spot for Kirk Cousins. I've been a staunch Kirk Cousins defender. Um, he needs to win here. By the way, uh, it, it the makes Vikings sense could you... get out from his contract and move on from him. He only got that three-year deal. Kirk Cousins needs a win. Now, the winning in New Orleans is massive. At least a good game from Kirk Cousins. Some like, people please, are picking the give Vikings. Give me three TDs I've, and I've, no picks. I've heard people pick the Vikings. To beat the Saints? Yep. Shocking. And then I'm going to go with the other one. And listen, people are going to disagree, but Carson Wentz needs to show up here. First playoff game for Carson Wentz at home, and Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl. Okay? Nick Foles got out of the first round twice. Rob, if Carson Wentz can't get out of the first round, this is a bad look for Carson Wentz, who has a massive contract. No, it's so not. I got... What he was able to do to even get to the playoffs. Oh, stop it. He beat garbage teams. He no. beat the Giants twice, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. No, but that but that Cowboy game was a huge game that he got done, considering all the guys are banged up and battered. You don't expect the Eagles to make a run. I think Carson Wentz No, but already... Carson Wentz has to have a good game. I'm not saying make a run. You Carson know, Wentz it's... is the fourth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It's funny that... He hasn't won a playoff game. It's funny that you say this when it comes to Carson Wentz, but when it's Jim Harbaugh, who's the third highest, you don't have a problem with where, where he is. Well, Jim Harbaugh is winning. Right? He's winning saying... a lot of games. No, no, no. He hasn't won any big games like Carson Wentz. It's Carson funny. Wentz has never played a playoff game. But I'm just saying, you, you want him to win a playoff game. But you don't. You're all right. He's at that, home. That Jim Harbaugh doesn't have to get into the playoffs. Jim playoff. Harbaugh's an underdog okay. in all the games he loses. I'm he wins saying. the games he's supposed to win. All I'm no, saying. that's a fair point. You know what, uh, Harbaugh is highly paid, but he's winning. Carson he's Wentz winning. is highly not, paid, but his backup. He just won the division. Carson Wentz. He stayed healthy all year. Yeah, but his he backup, who they booted out of town, won a Super Bowl, beat Belichick. And his backup, who they booted out of town, whenever they give him the starting job, turns into a pumpkin. He does, but he that's, did turn into a pumpkin on the road okay. in Chicago last year in the playoffs. He won. Okay, but I'm just saying. Well, he won. Jim Harbaugh's guys. He who won they also dusted. because they got a miss, a missed field goal. Interesting. See what he did there, Rob? He tried to flip it on me. Ah, oh, that was good, Parker. I like that. I'm I, listening to you. That's good. I, that means you're listening. I do worry sometimes you're on the gram talking to the no, ladies. No, I'm not. I'm good. Hey, I'm by the way, stop. follow me on Instagram, Dad Patrick Audience. I don't have as much uh, Playboy stuff as Rob Parker. Please. Rob uh, Parker. Next up on the Dan Patrick Show. See, that finally I got a segue right there. Uh, we're going to talk to Tom Luganbill, college football analyst. We're going to talk a little bit about the Tua Tungavailoa situation. And uh, doing Tua, a good job on that. Yeah, Tua, it says he's going to – oh, pronunciation of his name? Yeah, it's Thank you. Good. Yeah, I had to practice. He uh, says he's going to announce his decision on January 6th, which is crazy to me. Um, we'll see. Rob, I can't understand how he could possibly come back to college, but well, let's maybe, talk. Maybe he thinks that he's going to go to the Lions, so he might want to stay in college rather than get drafted by the Lions. Oh, was Matt Stafford is not playing football anymore? So joining us now, Tom Luganbill, ESPN College Football Analyst. Tom, good morning. How are you? What's happening? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys, too, man. It's uh, great to be with you. And, uh, boy, what a football game we had yesterday between Michigan and Alabama. Yeah, Michigan shut out in the second half. Uh, um, Rob will take an opportunity to go after Jim Harbaugh I'm for not, that. No, no <laughs> I want to talk to Tom, though, real quick. Yeah, and fire I, away. No, and, and, Tom, the numbers are just horrific when you talk about 
uh, Jim Harbaugh when they play the better schools. He's 0-5 against Ohio State. He's 1-10 as an underdog, 4-9 against their rivals, 1-4 in bowl games, bowl games, including four straight. He's now uh, lost 10 straight to top 15 teams on the road, and he's the third highest paid coach in uh, college football. Has he gotten the job done at Michigan? And I say no. No, I agree with you in everything that you just mentioned because those aren't debatable, subjective opinions. Those are facts. Those are the results. I'll give you another one. They have three wins versus top ten teams since 2012. Three. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And they just, for whatever reason, and listen, some of that is going back to 2012. That's prior to Jim Harbaugh. Yes. So this is either an, uh, an institutional locker room chemistry, whatever it is, for some reason, this team cannot answer the toll when they're expected to perform well against the better teams under their schedule. And, and I've tried to peel back the layers. This was the second time our crew had had Michigan this year. We've had them a couple of times in the last few years. And it, it, it's, it's a head-scratcher. It really is. And they're just – I will say this, though. I don't think they have as good of players on offense as maybe people think they do. I think they're a pretty good football team on defense, but offensively, they're not as talented as I believe people assume they are. And, Tom, people thought that uh, Harbaugh was the quarterback guy, right? I thought that was his thing. And where was the quarterback that they got from Michigan? I thought he's an NFL coach, right, who who did wonders with Colin Kaepernick, who – who uh, had uh, Andrew Luck in college, that, that guys would want to go play for him if you were a top quarterback coming out of high school. Well, uh, the thing that's, that's amazing about that is the quarterback position coming out of high school has changed so dramatically that the Andrew Lucks and the true prototypical under-centered, drop-back classic guys, they're, they're kind of an endangered species right now. The position is morphed into athleticism, the ability to extend plays, create, move the pocket, uh, have the quarterback and be, you know, be involved in the run game. I thought yesterday, from a coach's perspective, they had a really nice plan. They just didn't use it enough as it related to the quarterback. When they ran uh, Shea Patterson, Michigan or Alabama didn't have an answer on defense, but they only did it a few times. I they were a team that I felt lost some opportunities to utilize the strength of their quarterback, which is his athleticism, and maybe that's just something that's a hard pill for for Jim and the offense to swallow. Josh Gaddis, I think, again, had a decent plan going in. They just didn't utilize the strength of Jay Patterson. All right, uh, we're talking with Tom Luganville, ESPN College football analyst here on the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, All right, Tom, let's go to the other side of the uh, game yesterday. Alabama and Tua. I can't fathom a scenario where he would return. I feel like it's just not nice that people are even telling him, hey, you're missing out on some money, you know, stick around. Tom, this there's no, this is an open and shut decision, right? He has to go to the NFL. Ah, uh, guys, I don't think he's going to. Wow. I, I, I think he is going to stay. And, listen, if that happens, I think you're going to see three players that are draft eligible that are underclassmen from Alabama that will go. You'll see Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle. You'll see Nigel Harris, the running back. And, of course, Jerry Judy. All right? Here's what I think is going through the mind of, of, of Tua and his family, conversations he's had with Nick Saban, the conversations he's had with the medical folks, is proving his durability. Because that's the one thing in draft preparation 
Um, when when you're trying to say we're going to invest fifty million dollars in this guy, is he going to be there every week? And the problem for Tua is he can't get in front of scouts and work out and prove that prior to the draft. And I think that concerns him. And so if he goes, does it does, does his stock drop in terms of draft value? Yes. That doesn't mean that his talent value drops. People know and think and believe he's a, a top five pick. But you, when you have some red flags come up, that may lower your value. Now, would that mean that for Tua, you know, dropping down into 20, 24, 25 range puts him with a better ball club? Yeah, it does. But at the same time, if you come back, you stay healthy, you're talking about a difference of $35, $40 million if you end up being in the top two to three pick with Trevor Lawrence next year. I have a hard time believing that if if, if Tua comes back with the people around him, he stays healthy and proves it, he's not going to be lower than number two. But here's the only thing, Tom. What if he comes back and gets hurt again? Yeah, he's been hurt twice, Tom. You know what I mean? No question. If you come back back and get hurt, you're you're done. You're, you are done, and, and that's the challenge for him and his family right now. And that's the risk that you weigh. And you're right. In, listen, he's had the, the two ankle situations, the hip situation. His true freshman year, he got banged up with a knee. It just hobbled him. He didn't, you know, miss his time. But he has a distinct background of being injured, and that's going to scare people off from value. So you guys right. I don't disagree with you. There is something about this kid, though, for some reason, how he values the college experience and how he values the University of Alabama, right, wrong, or indifferent, there seems to be a lot more weight being placed on that in his mind than maybe there would be for other draft-eligible prospects. So we'll see how it all turns out. Yeah, Tom, don't you think that he could look back at history and see that almost almost any quarterback who's stayed has had their stock drop? I mean, Justin Herbert stuck around Oregon, and he got passed by Joe Burrow. I work with a guy here, Matt Leinert. I mean, we've talked about this plenty. Uh, Matt yeah. Barkley from USC. Yep. The more sure. tape they have on you, the more they break you down. And given two his injuries, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I feel bad. Like, we're going to see Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback. I mean, he looked phenomenal this year. I, he's yeah. only going to get better. Like, I just I, – I would feel bad. And and do you really think Tua could drop to the 20s? I mean, there's so many quarterback needy teams in the top, like, 11. I, right. I, I mean, that seems a little far for him to drop into the 20s. Well, it could. And, again, it all depends on how each individual team places a premium on durability. For some teams, they're going to look at it and they're going to say, we're not worried about it. Other teams are going to look at it and they're going to lower them down on the board. So somewhere in there, you're going to fall maybe in the 10 to 20 range but, I mean, listen, we've seen really good players drop beyond that. They came into a draft completely healthy at the quarterback position. And so it's, it, is a, it is a monumental, life-altering decision that this young man's got to make. There is a ton of risk whichever way he goes. Um, and, and, I listen, I certainly wanna, wouldn't want to have to make that choice. I think he's just torn, guys, emotionally. He is emotionally torn because I think he really wants to play at the University of Alabama. I really do. And – if he can, if he medically has gotten the consultation that he's been seeking from the voices that will feed the NFL the information after an examination, that's what the decision is going to be based upon. It's going to be a medical decision. Good stuff. Tom Luganville, ESPN College Football Analyst. Yes. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Luganville. Hey, Tom, thanks a lot. Thanks great so stuff. much. Good stuff. Have a great bet, new thanks year. 
Yeah, that was Tom Luganbill. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, I disagree with a lot of it, <laughs> uh, but we got to get we got to break here. Uh, coming up next, we will wrap up the Dan Patrick Show. He's Rob Parker. I am Jason McIntyre. Everybody's got a to do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning. Pick up some milk. Figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Back here on the Dan Patrick Show. Final segment, Rob Parker. Jason McIntyre, if you hit me up on social media with a J Mac, it makes me feel good because then you know me. Really, J Mac? Yeah, J Money, because I'm straight cash, homie. Is that what you <laughs> are, straight cash? Wow. Yeah, no, no, I don't know. You're too I'm, hip for me. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, an old, I'm, I'm an old guy. Yeah, but you're on the gram. I'm Rob the Parker gram. has more followers than me on Instagram. He's like big time. Stop it. I've been it's around, all Patriots. Fan. I've been around for a long time. You have. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I started my 34th year. 34th year in what? In the business. Oh, wow. That's a long time. I'm about to turn 34 later this month, so uh, I'm catching up. You're about to turn what? (laughs) Back here on the Patrick Show, brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Um, Rob, this next story, listen, we're going to close it out with whatever you want. We go after people. No, we don't have to. You can settle your debts. Uh, You got vendettas against whoever. Go for it. What vendettas? I I don't have any vendettas. I I almost didn't believe this when the producer, Rob G., hit me up and said, do we have the audio? I don't know if there's audio. Carmelo Anthony played uh, against the Knicks last night, the Garden. And he had a good game. And they lost, Portland did. But Carmelo apparently looked up at the rafters during the National Anthem and thought, boy, I would love to have my jersey retired in New York. And then he told the media that afterward. Rob, I'm going to let you take this first because as a Knicks fan, I need to calm down before I go off. I, I just feel bad for Carmelo. I, I really, he's a great basketball player. He had an unbelievable. You saw what he did uh, to help Jim Beheim win his only national championship at Syracuse, right? Carmelo was as good as it gets. It was great to watch. He's won medals in the uh, Olympic Dream Team for the United States, but he didn't do anything at uh, the New York Knicks to warrant your jersey being retired. I just, I do not get what this whole thing is. I know he was born in Brooklyn. I know he was raised in Baltimore. He has this thing for New York, and I get it, and I think it's great. But to openly campaign to have your jersey retired and to put that out in the uniform in the universe just, just feels weird and doesn't make sense. Does that make sense to you? It just doesn't. I got to remain calm, Rob, because sometimes I go in on, Mellow. As a Knicks fan, it hurt me. His era, I wanted him in New York so badly. And he was a failure. You always talk about, he didn't win a championship. 
This guy didn't even get to the conference finals. He won one playoff series, right? One! I think with the Knicks. That's it. Yeah. It's a failure. And a you colossal failure. And you can't even look at it that way where you say, well, Patrick Ewins didn't win, win anything. He went to he the went NBA to the finals, finals twice. Twice. Not even Patrick once. Patrick Ewing was 17 times the player Carmelo Anthony No doubt. And, I don't want to hear any arguments about that. No, but I mean, that will be some people. Well, well uh, Ewing didn't win a championship. It, it, Ewing was a great New York Nick. Ewing, and, by the way, was going up against Michael Jordan in the East. Okay? Was, right. He was and the blocked. only time he got to the finals was when Jordan went to play baseball. Who's Carmelo going up against in the East? I agree. I don't hear anything. Carmelo was a failure in New York. Now, listen, I will say this. Carmelo Anthony was a tremendous offensive basketball player. Nobody's Bucket denying getter, that. Nobody's denying that. But his time in New York was bad. He didn't win jack squat. And really, he had Hall of Famers on his team with Jason Kidd. And that was the only time he won. Listen, the only time he got to the conference finals in the West with Denver. Was when Chauncey, Chauncey Billups, Billups led the team. And you remember, Chauncey had come from Detroit. Yeah. Where they had gone to the Eastern Conference Finals three times in a row. And Chauncey came and then took the Nuggets to the Western Conference Final. Chauncey went to four straight Conference Finals in a row. Yeah. But it was it, Chauncey. It's, like, it's weird. This Internet, Rob, maybe you can explain this to me. But, like, social media is all in on Carmelo Anthony. They love like, Carmelo. He's the greatest player ever. They love Derrick Rose to know. I mean, I, I don't get this. Uh, what am I missing here? They can't stand. They love hating on Curry. They love hating on LeBron. And they love Derrick Rose. And they love Carmelo Anthony. What, what is that? Help me explain. I, I don't get I don't, it. It makes no, no friggin' sense. I don't get it either. I, as good as they are, and they're great players, that's not the issue. It's uh, the, the, the idea that he would come back to Madison Square Garden, look up at the rafters He's and say. not worthy. And then say, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to put him next to who, Willis Reed? You know what I mean? Who's Jordan you put him next to? I know. <laughs> Mark Jackson had a better Knicks career than Carmelo Anthony. I, I don't get it. And and I, I, don't, I don't understand Carmelo doing that and getting people all worked up. And I don't know, is he trying to put the pressure on the Knicks? He... he he was able to get back into the league. Good Dude, for him. He played fine. Nobody wanted this guy I just didn't get three it. months ago. Hey, Carmelo Anthony, one of the most overrated NBA players of the last 20 years. I'm serious. I, I, I just don't, I don't understand why people are obsessed with him. I mean, I, listen, I don't even want to go into, like, it, sometimes, and this maybe, maybe this is wrong of me, Rob, but if people are good human beings off the court, that counts for something in my book. LeBron is, by all accounts, a good human but being. But that doesn't no mean— No drama, no arrests, but, but no that... baby mama drama, and don't tell me the LeBron stuff. That's, by the way, totally false. But, but that, LeBron I... has never gotten in trouble. Carmelo Anthony off the court? It's not like he's been a model citizen. Yeah, but 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 that's not why— That you stuff should... matters to me a little that, bit. That's not why you should uh, have your number retired, because you're a good guy. It's about your, your uh, accomplishments— what you did to the basketball franchise. As a basketball player. As Carmel a basketball Anthony player. was vastly overrated. He I was just, a great offensive talent, and that's it. Never wanted to play defense, okay? He never uh, was a good passer. He was just a good scorer. There's a billion good scorers in NBA history. Dominique Wilkins or Carmelo Anthony? Who had a better career? You got to think Nick, about this? Yeah, no, Nick, no, no. of course. No doubt. I just don't understand it. I, I agree yeah. with you. He has a huge following. People... Are big into him. I tell you, I, when I watched him win that championship at Syracuse, he was great. He was spectacular. I yeah. mean, as good as it gets. It was a great run. He was fun. Uh, he enjoyed every minute of it. But the NBA, and especially at the end, 
even when he was making the rounds, remember he was making the rounds on the sports debate shows, basically it came off like he was begging for a job. You mean to tell me I'm not one of 400 guys who deserve a job in the league? Do you remember those comments? Yeah. yeah. All right, Rob. But he would even have yeah. to say that. Right, I, I don't, I'm getting too heated on Mellow. We got two minutes left in the show, and I have to ask: do you, Are you a New Year's resolution guy? Uh, not a resolution guy, but I make a list of the things I want to accomplish in the upcoming year. Ooh. Last year, I did 12 things, and I knocked off 11 on the list, Personal including or like professional, both. Okay. So it could be anything. It was like Antarctica was on that list last year. Buying a new car was on yeah, that. Yeah, have you Don't, told the people what you got? No, you don't have to, to do that. I saw Rob Parker driving around. He's balling, folks. Stop uh, it. What else was on? Or you don't have to talk but, about it. But, but it was stuff like that. So this year I only have like three or four things, and one is a trip to Russia, and uh, one is about organ- organizing some stuff in my life, like, like your sneaker collection. No, well, that's, that's organized. <laughs> but that's all. I don't do the, the New Year's resolution. Yeah. Though. What about you? I, I'm not really big on that. Um I'm a routine guy. I am a creature of habit, and I think building good habits is key and essential in life to success, whether it's eating right, working out, uh, working on, you know, material for shows. I I like to do the same thing every day as much as I can. Now, I know that can get monotonous for some people, but it's led me to success from the website to getting out here for radio and TV, Um, and that's the only thing I would say to people. I like the idea of a list, but also get into a routine. Well, you're yeah. crushing. You know, one thing I cut a lot of last year is alcohol. Did so you I really? could go to the gym early in the morning. When you drink every night, you can't wake up early and grind. No, no, no. And you get into the and gym. You know, I'm a grinder. I know about that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Anyway, so everybody, happy new year in 2020. Remember, be friendly to Rob and I on social media. And don't forget to listen to The Odd Couple Odd tonight, couple. 7 to uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. Chris Broussard is back, so uh, join us right hey, here on Fox Sports Radio. Just as a teaser, there could be a FS1 basketball game in Miami for the Super Bowl, and Chris Broussard, you going down. There are things that should not be copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. Who's inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The life is the devil. Life imitates art, and unfortunately, so does death. Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Orensteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. 